0: Because when we have these expectations, and I love the definition of an expectation, a yet-to-be-realized resentment, that's what we get. There's a lot of resentment that can build up when we're not being flexible. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Privil Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners. Family. Friends. Co-workers. Neighbors. Relationships. Let's talk about it. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Relationships. Let's talk about it. And I am doing a solo cast. And when I do solo cast, the title has the word heart share in it. So this one is heart share. Attitudes of connection. Yeah, getting our attitudes right. That's so important that we're aligned in our attitudes, so that we connect with the people around us. I know there's many times that I need an attitude check. And it's great when I do it myself, but sometimes people around me need to do that for me. They need to say, hey, man, like, what's going on? You you got an attitude going on, or I feel some energy from you. So I think it's good to get some agreement if you do want an attitude check from the people around you of how you want that. I like um, more of... Hey, I'm feeling some funky energy, Prepo. Like, what's going on? And before I tell you what's going on with attitudes of connection, I do want to mention a few things. I want to steer you to my website if you're a first time listener to Prepo.com. You can sign up for my newsletters there. I'm not going to inundate you with a lot of material. You'll be getting it periodically with some tools and tips, some thoughts that I have on ways to better your connection and your relationships. And you can also, on my website, check out more about my work as a therapist and as a life and relationship coach. And I'm in the process of developing a different way of doing my coaching practice. I'm going to be doing targeted themes for each session, and I will be guiding you then through a process that I think that would most benefit your life and how you relate to your partners and the people around you. So that's in the works. I'm doing some videos and some exercises that will be in the whole program for my relationship coaching for individuals and for couples. So I will make the announcement when that does come out. Hopefully around the end of January, February, that's what I'm shooting for. And thank you all for supporting this podcast, for listening to it, for sharing it. And for those of you that have supported it financially, thank you so much. And if you are moved to support the podcast financially, you can go to my website, prepo.com. You can click on the podcast button and support the podcast with a one time donation or a reoccurring donation. It is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Okay, so here we go. Talking about attitudes of connection, especially around the holidays, which I think this is going to be airing around Christmas time or around New Year's. I think an attitude of connection is so important. It does many things. Um, You know, connection and long-term relationships, it's it's a mental state, and it's also a choice. That's right, it really is a choice. an attitude of connection, it can really soften arguments and it can also transcend the occasional or frequent, depending on your relationship, negative feelings. So I think it's very important to think that we can choose to feel connected and we can also choose to feel disconnected. I think it's much better. Life is much better when we choose to feel connected. When I choose to feel connected, it is much, much better. And you know, earlier today when I was thinking about uh, what I wanted to talk about in this podcast, I was stacking wood. And and when I stack wood, I think a lot. (laughs) And I started thinking about uh, one particular friend that I have. I've known him since I was like three years old. And recently we haven't been seeing eye to eye on some things and kind of felt judged by him on on certain things. And so I was thinking about him and I was thinking about the the judgment and kind of not calling him because I usually call him on my drives home from work. And, um, yeah, I was just thinking my attitude towards him was disconnecting, um, some negative thoughts about what does he bring in my life anymore. We don't have a lot in common, and and I just was going round and round into more of that negative attitude. And then I caught myself, you know, I caught myself and go, ah, there you go. You're in this uh, negative attitude of connection. I am not connecting with him on an energetic level at all. And uh, in my thoughts, I didn't want to talk to him. And then I started thinking, well, what what would it be like if I started thinking and feeling more connecting thoughts, my attitude of um, compassion towards him, maybe some empathy of what he's going through. I know he's had some hard times in his life of late, some physical things and financial. And I started thinking about how we laugh a lot when we talk and So my attitude of connecting with him uh, really changed. And for the first time in a few months, I thought about calling him and reaching out and talking to him. Uh, Maybe the friendship is not as deep and close that I would bring up our disconnection in the first conversation, maybe just kind of bridge into um, connecting the way that we do, but it was a nice shift. It was a mental shift. So I think it's really good to, to think about how much do we feed? What is our attitude of connection towards our people in our lives? Is it in more on the positive, loving, and kind side? Or is it more on the judgmental, contemptuous, disconnecting focus? Yeah, because as with my friend, I know what was going through my mind. My thoughts were, I cannot connect with you until you do what I want or think the way I want you to think. Like I wanted him to call me and apologize. I'm not gonna connect with you until you call and you fess up and you take ownership of some of our disconnection. And that's an attitude of disconnection, you know? So every disagreement inside of my mind, I know causes some, let's say, emotional divorce. Yeah, because in a good, healthy relationship, like I know with my marriage, I always know that the negative feelings will pass and what really matters is the connection. Yeah, and that makes the foundation uh, of the relationship feel safe, um, feels deep, the foundation, that I know that that the negative conflict will pass. And if I... Maintain the feelings and thoughts of the connection. That's, that's the tethering I call. That's the lifeline. Because like I always say, I know how important communication is. I really do. And I understand that people want to work out their communication issues. Many couples come to me and that's the number one uh, issue that they're coming to couples counseling with. Is they want to improve con- uh, communication. And my experience is that in order to really focus on communication so that you can connect, the real trick is focusing on connection so that you can communicate better. Because I know that if I am connected, then I don't have to focus so much on the nitty-gritties and the nuances of my communication. It's wonderful when I do that but the connection is the lifeline that my communication goes so much better and it is received in such a better light when I am connected with the people around me. What I see more frequently is that people have more of a default attitude of disconnection. That's right, one or both of people in a relationship consistently, um, they're acting on bad habits, habits of, of avoidance, of criticism, of denial, of blame, of contempt. And with an attitude of disconnection, you know, anytime that you want to repair, um, it can be very, very difficult. And also some of the attempts when you have those kind of attitudes of disconnection, it can be Manipulative. It can be a, a feeling of being coerced. Yeah, that's what I think also comes from attitudes of disconnection. You also see the worst in the person. You're viewing them in such a negative light. Of course, it's from protection. You're trying to protect yourself, but you're also viewing this person as a threat, and that's not a healthy thing to have in a in a partnership or in a family or in a friendship. It is much better to have more of the attitude of more positive connection, such as empathy and trust and appreciation and gratitude. Those attributes, and they can foster deeper levels of connection and trust with people in our lives. And these attitudes can lead to much more productive and supportive communication, as well as a higher ability to work together to overcome challenges and conflicts when they arise. So, I know some of you are thinking about okay, so what is connection, people? You know, I know what connection is, or I'm thinking of what connection means to me, but I'll tell you what it means to me. I'm talking more about emotional connection, and emotional connection is about sharing feelings, it's about being vulnerable. It's about seeking to understand each other and meeting one another with trust. You know, having an emotional connection isn't about uh, talking either. It's about feeling close, feeling valued and cared for by the other person. And hopefully you listened to the last episode with my wife, number 200, the last episode on feeling seen and heard. I think that's an important one to listen to. And also, emotional connection is a feeling of alignment. It's a feeling of intimacy between two people that goes beyond just the physical attraction or having fun together or the surface level conversations or even having some intellectual similarities and interests. Instead, it feels like you're connecting on a deeper soul level. And you feel secure connecting that deeply. And I think most of us know what it feels like to not feel that. That you feel distant. Uh, There's a lack of emotional connection in a relationship. uh, And sometimes it's due to the fear of intimacy. You may at times feel disconnected or distant from your partner. And so basically I think human connection is a deep bond that's formed between people when they feel seen and heard and valued. You know, during an authentic human connection, people exchange positive energy with one another and it builds trust. Human connection makes you feel heard, understood, and gives you a sense of belonging. I love that feeling of belonging. When I know that I can just be me, I don't have to put on airs, I don't have to impress people, I don't have to walk on eggshells, There's a feeling of sinking into a belonging. And in this feeling of belonging, in this connection, there is no judgment. There's no resentment. There's no neediness. I feel accepted for who I am. I can show up as my authentic self without any fear. I also can feel that I'm honest in my relationship and that I wouldn't ask for more than what I need or take advantage of the strong bond that I have in my relationship. And I don't think that we can sustain long-term relationships without it. It's not sustainable um, long-term to have a romantic relationship without emotional intimacy. If emotional intimacy is lacking uh, from one or both of you, uh, you may feel a lack of safety, a lack of support, love, and overall connection. And it is also most likely to affect the physical intimacy in a romantic relationship. So I'm going to talk, I think, a little deeper just about how to develop an attitude of connection. Um, I think what's so important is that you have to regard yourself as connected. You have to think and feel constantly in your relationship that you're speaking and thinking in terms of we and us and ours. You're not thinking just in terms of me and I and you and mine. It's not divided like that. You know, working with we and us and ours in your everyday vocabulary, it strengthens your attitude of connection. I I think it's really important, try that. Try thinking more in that line with even senses, a lot of times I say, hey babe, we are not connecting right now. Instead of, I don't feel connected. I say, we are not connecting, because that's the truth. We are not, because I'm not. And I'm sure that you're not feeling my connection either. In fights sometimes I think or say, man, we are so off. We We are not treating each other well. Sure, I'm going to take ownership when I know it's just me. But when it's a back and forth and you know that you're in conflict and everybody knows that when you're going back and forth, there's a lot of blame, criticism goes on. You got to bring it back to the we. And here's a kind of a a trick for that. Behave as if you are connected. That's right. Behave as if you are connected. Avoid the trap of waiting until you feel closer to behave in loving ways. When you behave as you are connected, you're more likely to think more like a partnership, more like a couple, and you begin to feel more connected. And you'll see how your feelings will follow and behavior will be more around to be more in that understanding of, oh... I don't know, I, I, just, I just think that feelings follow behavior more than the other way around. That's why I'm so adamant and focused about intention. Like, what is my intention when I'm going to be with my wife, with my family? Because I believe that my feelings of closeness or the feelings of appreciation, a connection that I have in my mind and then in my, my uh, body and the feelings of my body, my behavior then follows that. I'm more apt to be patient, um, considerate, kind. And I also think what's important is that you have to think of your connection more in common values. You know, deep connection is not based on just enjoyment and things that you have in common and shared Interest or shared preferences; it, rather, it's based on shared values and common interest. Often, they attract people. That's how people first get together. But a couple whose connection is just based on common interests or shared hobbies, without shared values, boy, I it that, I don't think that that works so well. Because, for instance, if somebody, if you have an interest of biking together. But if you have a really shitty attitude towards each other, if you're not kind, if you're not considerate, then when you're going out biking, you're going to treat each other like shit. And also what I see when people are, are only focused on their shared interest, they become competitive. That's right, like biking or kayaking together, they start being competitive. Who could be better at it? I mean, I, I get this from couples that I that I counsel. When one is biking way ahead of the other person, they really feel like, wow, you know, I'm competing against you. Can't we just go out for a good bike ride or even a run? Can we run together instead of it being this kind of competition that I have to keep up with you? Because it's about the connecting of it and the shared values of being outside of sharing time together, of taking care of your bodies and yourself, that's the shared value. It's not just about getting your run in. And you know, a good focus of an attitude of connection is is the focus that you want the best for both of you. Like it's having good will. You wanna maintain goodwill. You both want to be well, uh, with neither of you feeling put down, blamed, taken advantage of disregarded, disrespected, devalued. You want to appreciate how your partner really gives so much to your life and that um, your life is so much better because of this partner, this person being in your life. And that will encourage your partner also to do the same. They would feel goodwill towards you. You want to seek to understand the other person um, rather than constantly arguing, you want to be curious. you want to be interested, trying to understand each other's perspective instead of, oh geez, you know the the contradicting and the being right and um, refuting, you you want to ask for more information. you know, ask the person more about what's going on for them. Can you tell them more instead of this quick, concluding that takes place constantly when we're going back and forth and we're not being open and giving benefit of the doubt and allowing influence from what the person is telling you, what your partner is telling you. Yeah. And here's another one that's coming to mind that establishes an attitude of connection. Be more flexible. There's a lot of shit going on In life, it's rigid, but um, being more kind uh, really helps flexibility. Being as flexible as you can while respecting your deep values. I believe you'll be, I know that when I do that, I'm happier and I love better when I'm more flexible, when I'm not so rigid, when I'm not being right all the time, think that it has to just be my way. Because when we have these expectations, and I love the definition of an expectation, a yet to be realized resentment, that's what we get. There's a lot of resentment that can build up when we're not being flexible. It's wonderful being around somebody who's flexible. I love it. I love somebody that can go with the flow more than just this rigid way of um, how things have to be. My butt cheeks, they clench a lot less when I'm with people that are more flexible and less rigid. So if you have a shitty attitude and you know at times that you do, change it. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of direct and uh, but attitude problems, man, they can plague even the best relationships. Um, negative attitudes have the power to ruin conversations. It can frustrate people. And it can end relationships for good, so I think it's important to change negative attitudes. And so, one way to focus on it is is avoid criticism whenever possible, right? Talked about this a little earlier. Frequent, frequent criticisms and complaints about a, uh, the other person, it can really quickly sour a relationship. So, I think it's very different to avoid criticism and instead make a complaint so a criticism usually goes right to the personhood you are and we said you are lazy you are un, um uh, you know you are not thoughtful you are unkind as opposed to a complaint focuses on the behavior yesterday when you said that you were going to do the dishes and you didn't do the dishes and you left them in the sink for me I really felt disrespected. So you want to talk more about the complaint of the behavior than criticism. I hear it all the time too. People say, man, that's all I get is criticism. And people then shut down. They avoid connection. And it turns into contempt, which is the biggest poison in most relationships. And everybody has a level of contempt, you gotta turn the volume of that way, way down. You gotta stop rolling your eyes. You gotta stop shaking your head in disgust. That's a really shitty attitude. Does not foster good connection. And most of all, to have a good attitude, listen to your partner's opinions. Check your attitude at the door and be willing to hear. What your partner or friend has to say, has to say, so that you can stay. <laughs> it will greatly improve your attitude and your interpersonal communication if you just open up to listen to the other's opinions and taking into consideration. It's such an important way of keeping a good attitude in a relationship, because relationships can't be just solely one-sided. You can't just be spoiling your uh opinion you need to be open to listen to the other person's opinion of their experience of a situation and again when you when it's one sided it can quickly deteriorate and all you're doing is vying for who's right and trying to win in the conversation that's a really shitty attitude another way to foster a good attitude of connection is ask don't tell. People really appreciate when they're asked rather than they're told to do or think something. And of course, watch your tone of voice, your body language, and your words when you're making a request of your partner or of your friend. Because asking someone to do something rather than demanding them to do it will not only increase the likelihood that the events, uh, that you'll have a positive event, that you'll also improve your attitude and your relationship to the other person when you're not being demanding. Man, I hate people that are just demanding. Or maybe I should say more like even a self-righteousness, like saying, nope, 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 that's not how it was. This is how it was. Nope, I don't agree with you. Or you should do it this way, right? That big should word. I love when people ask me more, hey, have you thought about doing it this way? Instead of you should do it that way or you shouldn't do it that way. So if you're a person that has a, let's say a bad attitude um, or an attitude problem or shitty attitude, right? The first step is to become aware of your overall attitude towards life itself. And then to your relationships and your reactions, I'm sorry, and your interactions within them. You must you know, first become more aware that you're behaving in a unflattering way so that you can catch it yourself in the act and make positive changes. And if you're able to see patterns where you're overly reactive or defensive or just plain negative, or if you're contemptuous or self-righteous, I would say you're someone who's dealing with an attitude problem. And okay, don't beat yourself up about it. Um, Each of us have shitty days, bad attitudes at times. It's called being human, but you can shift your ways of thinking. And that is a focus to have to practice and maybe you need to change some of those habitual ways of thinking. I do have couples where one person is way more negative about life and it is a real downer for the other person. They look at everything being a problem. When they're talking about other people, they talk about negative things that are going on in the person's lives or judgment about the other person. And many times the partner on the receiving end really shuts down and they don't really tell the person or they tell them after things build up and they say, you're so negative about life. Can't you just be positive? And in some way that's criticizing the other person, but they're so fed up of listening to that negativity and that negative attitude or it can really affect people's sex lives when there's one or both people that have a real downer negative energy. People become much less attractive when they're always focused on the negative. I mean, what I'm talking about here, folks, I think you know, is to really look at what kind of partner and person that you want to be. And you check your own attitude around that. You don't have to have people constantly checking you. If I'm focused on what kind of partner that I wanna be, one of the biggest parts that I'm looking at is the theme of this podcast. Do I have an attitude of connection right now? Or do I wanna just be right? Or do I wanna, again, prove my partner wrong? Do I wanna see the world in a really unfriendly and negative place? And yes, there's a lot of shitty things that are going on in the world, but how we respond to it and our attitude is so important because we can really look at many things that are going really right and beautiful, which, of course, the media doesn't show. Social media sometimes, it feels fake, it doesn't feel real. Look in your own life and look around at what is going well, what is working, the beauty that's around you, Start to be more present in your life. Take deeper breaths that you're fucking alive. It's a beautiful thing. Now that you're alive, what kind of attitude do you want to have for being alive? Those are some words that I'm telling myself right now. And there's no better form than a relationship to see how well we're doing in that area. You know, I think it's interesting that uh, what I see is some difference in my heterosexual couples around like what a man feels, what makes a man feel connected to a woman. I think in plain language, it's men often feel most loved by the woman in their lives when their partners hug them, kiss them, uh, offer appreciations and gratitude and praise, smile at them. Words of affection. Yeah, ladies, this is how you make a man feel good. And what is connection for um, a woman to feel loved by a man? Listen to him, bros. That's right. Listen to them. Intently see them. Let them be heard by you. Validated. Connect in loving ways. Especially be kind, even when you're upset don't criticize. I know it's really hard when we're frustrated about raising our voice. When we raise our voice and we get intense, that is not making a woman feel safe and secure and loved. So when we feel more connected to life, like I started off saying this earlier, more connected to the positive aspects of our life, we're going to be more apt to be able to bring those positive energies of attitudes, positive attitudes of connection to our relationships. So take time out to connect, to connect with yourself, to connect with nature, to connect with positive aspects of your life, self-appreciation, your own internal um, acceptance of yourself. Because I know if I'm not, if I don't have the attitude to want to connect to myself in a positive way, which is one of the main things is making sure that I have a good self-talk, a caring and loving self-talk, how in the hell am I going to be able to do that with somebody else? When I'm not good to myself and self-nurturing and yeah, being good to myself and kind to myself, taking time out, not working so hard, When I'm not doing that, I don't have the bandwidth to have an attitude of connection. I want to seclude myself because I'm not recharging. So recharging is so important so that you can connect. Good sleep, that's a big one, right? When you wake up more refreshed, you have a better attitude of life, hopefully. And hopefully you have a good morning routine that you're waking up and you're not thinking about all the things that can go wrong, or how you're dreading your day. Really try to practice a different habit like that. You open up your eyes and take some breaths and feel your body slowly get into the aspect of your day. You know, just be real good and kind to yourself those few minutes that you wake up. So I think I want to end this solo cast with maybe more of a focus on some things that I think are so important in the realm of hmm, you want you want to establish um, good routines or rituals of connection. Yeah, I think that's that's really important is small moments of connection. Yeah, small moments, I call them micro moments of connection. Um, Micro moments of love, um, micro moments that will instill well-being in your relationships. Even the smallest gesture of connection, like eye contact, a gentle touch, smiles. Build those in your daily routines to be present when you're walking by your partner. Give a beautiful touch, a smile. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that does wonders to create a stable attitude of, of connection. I know that the romantic weekends or the date nights or the nice vacations, uh, they're, they're enjoyable and they're pleasant, uh, but they're also followed by some letdowns, that it's hard to sustain that well-being. And we you know crash back into the routine of our daily living. So, make the daily living what is so important, the routines of connection. I hear from some couples, even the small routine of bringing a, a morning coffee to your partner. But do it with a good attitude. <laughs> you know, do it with a beautiful good morning and check-ins because you know, the safety and the security that that are satisfying in relationships, they rise from a steady attitude of connection. Um, so, you know, I think it's good to to think in the small increments throughout your day. Um, that's what love is. It, it's in the small moments. So be creative in those small moments. Be present in those small moments. Those gestures of kindness and thoughtfulness. That's what's going to sustain a long-term relationship. That's right. Um, my wife and I were going on 29 years of being together. And I know that that definitely is what sustains our relationship, the kindness, the enduring words, the endearing words that we use. Hey, love, hey, sweet, using intentional loving energy. Tether yourself in your mind's eye like a lifeline, a lifeline of connection. You know, what those uh, astronauts use, those long, flexible lifelines. Have it always tethered of the foundation of love and positivity and appreciation, kindness, generosity. That's the foundation of your relationship. Make sure that that's tethered around all of your interactions. So remember how important it is to think about your partner and people that you love in your life when you're not with them. Keep them in your mind's eye and in your heart. Don't just go throughout your day just disconnected from that. Periodically, think about your loving connection to that person because that energy is going to follow when you do see that person maybe at the end of your day, at the end of your workday and you come home. Or in between some of the chaos of your day. A lot of people connect during the day And they're pretty flustered when they're connecting, and they're not showing those moments of kindness. They're not taking the breath and saying, "I'm connecting with this person that I care about," in a phone call or or in a text. Make sure those are moments of good attitudes of connection. Yeah, because this is the life that we got. Like I said, with all the challenges and trials and all the strife that's going on in the world, we know that we can create. Um, loving and positive times, because these are good times, baby. That's right. That's right. Good times. These are the good times. Mm -hmm. Leave your cares behind. These are the good times. Mm. Good times. These are the good times. Our new state of mind. These are the good times. Sending love to you all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Make yourselves a beautiful, beautiful day. Relationships. Let's talk about it is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more about Licensed Counselor Prepo Tablitski, visit prepo.com. Theme music by Adi The Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or therapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.